Hi, Dr. Vijay. This is Nadia from zenonco.io and it is an honor for me to have you today on today's knowledge sharing session. To introduce at Zen Onco and Love Heals Cancer, we guide cancer patients in their treatment journey with an integrative oncological treatment approach. And today's session is going to be all about spreading awareness and knowledge and educating cancer patients according to that approach. Let me take this opportunity to introduce you Dr. Vijay Dr. Vijay has done his MBBS from Ganwan Medical School and MD in Medicine in Shah Medical College. He has also done his DM in Medical Oncology in the most famous Gujarat Cancer and Research Institute, after which he received a special training in managing cancer patients. And his this makes him hold a very special interest for cancer patients and also a solid area where he takes takes into control of hematological mal malignancies doctor is also a, his forte is also there in breast cancer lung cancers ovarian cancers prostate cancers testicular cancers and other leukemias and lymphomas um doctor it is such a pleasure for me to have you on today's knowledge session and i cannot wait to hear the knowledge that you have to share with me and with all our viewers today uh, let's jump into the qna session shall we yeah thank you very much for your nice introduction so yeah definitely definitely so we can go ahead with the we can go ahead with the qna sessions right yes with the breast cancer awareness uh, coming up doctor my first question to you is with about breast cancer being so prominent among women these days what are your suggestions and knowledgeable insights on breast cancer nowadays uh, breast cancer is uh, like very commonly seen and so uh, in our country and i can say across the world uh, it is the most common cancer seen in the women it is a topmost common cancer seen in the women and uh, see uh, the incidence of this breast cancer now has started in younger populations also so most of our uh, uh, in most of our country so lots of younger uh, patients we are now uh, seeing uh, that is because of the breast cancer and uh, this uh, could be related to uh, maybe some genetic factors some like uh, uh, lifestyle modifications uh, so these are the common factors because of which uh, so breast cancer is nowadays commonly uh, seen in the younger populations of uh, females in our country so that is the thing uh, see the incidence of the breast cancer as such is uh, very high in the families where there are like first degree relatives who has breast cancer maybe like uh, uh, before the age of 50 years the chances of increasing uh, maybe or getting breast cancer will increase whenever patient has like two or more first or second degree relatives with the breast cancer or breast and uterine cancer so this type of the patient should have a screening pro program Uh, like uh, that with the uh, mammogram or mammosonogram every yearly maybe for every two yearly after age of 40 or 45 years so that we will be able to uh, get to the cancer very early and we will be able to achieve cure uh, 
uh, when tumor is in very early stage. So whenever tumor that like breast cancer, when we are not able to uh, achieve cure, are the cancers who are like in advanced stage or in the metastatic stage where we will not be able to do like cure to the patients. So because of this, so we have to like uh, diagnose breast cancer in very early stage and for that screening is the most important thing. Right? Yes. Yes, doctor. Yes. Definitely. Also coming to head and neck cancers, they are also on a very, very high rising trend. Head and neck cancers, we can see not only in men these days, we can see it in women also. What are your suggestions on these, doctor? See, right, yeah. So the incidence of head and neck cancer is now uh, very high and it is a most common cancer, I can say, in our population. Lung carcinoma, which is most common carcinoma or cancer seen across the world uh, because the incidence of the lung cancer across the world is very, very uh, high and it is the most common cancer across the world. So, but, so the incidence of head and neck cancer is much more high when we compare it with the lung cancer in our country because the habits uh, like tobacco consumption. So maybe I can say like some states in our country uh, like specifically I can say like Gujarat, Maharashtra, where and maybe like uh, so most of our states so where uh, Population, our population, they consume tobacco and tobacco-related products. So, so, where the chances of getting head and neck cancer is very, very high. So, basically, this is related to uh, like consumption of the tobacco, uh, maybe in any form, but most commonly in form of like tobacco chewing. So, that is related to head and neck cancer. So. Uh, there is like a, a strong correlation of tobacco consumption and development of this head and neck cancer. So uh, I can say that so whenever it is possible, we can refrain from this type of tobacco consumption. So because this is the uh, most common cause for getting head and neck cancer, if you we avoid uh, consumption of tobacco then uh, maybe we will be able to prevent this type of the cancer. So the incidence of this type of cancer now is increasing in women also because of uh, the same habits. So less commonly, this type, of, this type of the head and neck cancers can be seen in the patients who have like uh, HPV-related viral infection, that is human papilloma virus infection. Uh, so this this type of uh, viral infection can lead to the development of the head and neck cancer and this is also seen with like more commonly in female and also in male also right so uh, so this is the thing yeah right doctor um moving on to a third question uh, when it comes to ovarian cancer among women and the symptoms that lead to ovarian cancer. 
um could you share with us uh, what are the symptoms and mostly the causes of it that cause these symptoms yeah foreign uh, malignancy is also commonly seen in our, in our population so majority of the times patients with ovarian malignancy remains asymptomatic that means patient will not get any type of symptoms for longer times so whenever patient gets symptoms that means patient uh, got like very advanced stage because of ovarian cancer so so whenever patient becomes symptom symptomatic so means because of the cancer patient is getting symptoms at that time ovarian cancer is like in very much advanced stage like maybe like stage 3 or onwards uh see in this cancer because uh, ovaries are like uh, deeply seated inside your our abdomen cells like the womens and whenever they get enlarged uh so maybe uh, because of the fight so we are not able to uh, see those and patient also will not get any type of symptoms so whenever this type of tumor grows so they can grow in the size like 10 cm 15 cm and they will start uh, spreading inside the abdomen cavity and after some times there will be some fluid collection in the abdomen cavity and because of which we can see abdominal distension when this type of distension do occurs patient will become symptomatic they will be able to say that some uh, the size of their abdomen has now recently increased and maybe some patient can, can get discomfort so some patient can get like uh, decrease in appetite so Uh, sometimes some patient can get dyspnea abdominal discomfort some patient can get abdominal pain also and whenever this type of cancer again uh, goes from like stage 3 to stage 4 sometimes uh, they will get like pleural effusion that is fluid collecting inside their lungs so uh, this type of things things and complaints do occur in the patients of the ovarian cancer and patient usually present with this type of complaints to us when we evaluate them maybe in the terms of like imaging ct scan pet ct scan and third investigations we will come to know that this is like a ovarian malignancy see ovarian malignancies do happen uh, in most commonly uh, uh, with elderly women and where there is family history so there is there are like first and second degree relatives who have like breast and ovarian malignancies from uh, those families the incidence of ovarian cancer is very high so this is called as like uh, uh, genetic causes so where braca1 and braca2 type of uh, mutations uh, so mutations this type of mutations happens in braca1 and braca2 genes and because of the incidence of ovarian malignancy the breast cancer increases significantly right right yeah. right 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 doctor uh, coming to the precautions of ovarian cancer uh, how can one 
know that you know these are the precautions that i can take to have this to uh, make sure that i don't have this yeah as such uh, we will not be able to like prevent uh, getting ovarian malignancy i can tell you the like common things from uh, which we will be able to uh, maybe get rid of all the cancers so except some genetic cancers we will be able to prevent other cancer which are very much sporadic so 90 to 95% of the all cancer are sporadic only 5% to 10% cancer are genetic so those cancer which happens because of genetic mutations uh access we will not be able to prevent them from happening for genetic cancer if we want to treat them so we have to do for the early surgeries likewise those patient who got like braca1 braca2 mutations they can go ahead with like preventive surgery like bilateral must like breast mastectomy that is called as breast removal surgery ovarian removal surgery so likewise for the stomach cancer patients colon cancer so for stomach cancer maybe so there is when there is history of like stomach cancer we can go ahead with like a preventive surgeries so preventive surgeries is the uh, method by which we can uh, plan for uh, like uh, cancer prevention otherwise uh, to prevent cancer for the sporadic population sporadic cancer in general population is by uh, like i can say control of like uh, addiction your addiction like tobacco smoking chewing so this these are the type type of addictions where uh, patient can uh, consume alcohol so most of the time cancer do happens because of the addiction this type and 30% so 30% of the cancer do happens because of this type of addiction other 30% of the patient can happen uh, because of lack of exercise lifestyle modification changes so like food habits so everything so when we'll be able to keep our food habits proper uh, so and regular exercise exercise so by doing this we will be able to prevent like 30% of the cancer happening because of these uh, things so other 30% of the cancer do occurs because of the environmental factors so maybe it is related to like environmental pollution ultraviolet rays so all this so uh, it can also be prevented so 90% of the cancer which are sporadic we will be able to prevent it by certain modifications which we can do it in our lives right doctor yeah. right doctor yeah. 90% we can make the change in our own lives yes. right Yeah. So, um, coming to prostate cancer, doctor, in males and in females, which in females is quite rare. Uh, what are your insights on prostate cancer? See, prostate is there only in the women's. Ah, uh, sorry, prostate is disease of only male. Male, yeah. Yeah. So, prostate gland is not there in the. Female, there in the not there in the female. Yeah. 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 So, it is disease of male, and it is disease of elderly populations. So, routinely. we don't advise uh, for all population uh, who are elderly who doesn't have any symptoms related to the prostate so that means 
the population who doesn't have any urinary complaints we routinely doesn't uh, recommend to go ahead like for screening test because of the over diagnosis so there are trials which were conducted just to see uh, the screening benefit which can happen to prostate cancer so it has been found that because of this type of screening uh, there was over diagnosis in the prostate cancer unnecessarily to the patients or the general population they have to uh, undergo like many type of the imaging so they have to undergo like uh, imaging uh, sometimes biopsies which are very much unnecessarily and so like in doing this type of the procedure so the mortality had also happened in those trials so routinely we are not recommending maybe the patients who doesn't have like symptomatic prostate we don't recommend for any screening test in those individuals so the individuals who do have urinary complaints they should go and do their screening for the prostatic malignancies and whether it is uh, found suspected to be having some like malignant disease then only biopsy for the prostatic gland should be considered and uh, with this we will be sometimes able to diagnose prostatic malignancy very early where we will be able to uh, give total cure with the surgery or sometimes with the uh, like radiation therapy right so basically prostatic cancer are like slowly growing malignancy and some of the patients those with the low uh, risk or very low risk can uh, live like more than 5 years with cancer itself so those who are having high risk disease the survival with the treatment can go beyond like two weeks okay right yeah. so the survival is what is the main thing that we need to concentrate on yes yes of the patient that is a that is why our approach to the patient is as such right yeah yeah coming to leukemia and lymphoma doctor what must one keep in mind a patient who is diagnosed with leukemia see uh, this is very very unpredictable type of malignancies this is related to hematological malignancies so patients with the leukemia blood cancer usually do come with like complaints of fever and maybe some other complaints and when we do like blood test and we will come to see like some abnormalities in the blood and we will do certain investigations and we will come to know that patient is having blood cancer so nowadays blood cancer is not treatable uh, entirely where we will be able to achieve uh, maybe cure in majority of the patients and this type of subsets of the patient can survive for longer times yes sir. and lymphomas are other type of the malignancies this is also related to blood where usually patients will come with like swelling maybe that can be seen in the neck regions maybe sometimes in the armpit regions or some other regions like uh, inguinal region that is in between thigh and abdomen so lymph gland will be swollen in case of lymphoma 
and whenever we come across this uh, this type of the swelling and if patient has like uh, fever uh, night sweats decrease in appetite weight loss sometimes more than 10% of the body weight within last last like 2 or 3 months where we can suspect patient is having some type of the lymphoma and when we evaluate by doing like uh, this type of lymph gland excision biopsy we'll try to remove the lymph node and we'll set it for investigations and we'll come to know our diagnosis after uh, the report and this type of the cancer are also curable and we will get response in majority of the patients right right doctor yeah. right yeah. um when we talk about more uh, the causes and symptoms of testicular cancer here what how can we elaborate more on the causes and symptoms there see testicular cancer uh, is like a rare type of the cancer incidence is very very i can say uh, rare but still we are getting many patients of the uh, testicular cancer so the most common symptoms usually uh, patient comes like after second or third uh, decades of their life uh, some patient can have like testicular pain some patient only have swelling and enlargement of the testes so those uh, uh, those are the uh, major complaints with which patients comes to one is the pain and other is the swelling increasing uh, size of the, your testes so whenever this type of patients comes to us so we will do like imaging like ct scan of thorax abdomen pelvis some blood investigations and we'll to we'll try to see the extent of the disease and accordingly we will uh, see the blood reports and we'll try to uh, put the diagnosis so if it is related to testicular malignancies then we will go ahead with the testicular surgery by like urosurgeon and after that we'll be getting like definitive diagnosis of the malignancy and the testicular malignancy even in any stage we will be able to get cure and patient can get like longer survival more survival of course yes. definitely yes yeah right and it is a very yeah. rare cancer you told me yeah it is rare cancer yes so like if you see the incidence of testicular tumor is like less than 1% of all the malignancies so because right. of which i can say it is like rare tumor right right so coming to hereditary and family history um could you elaborate for us how hereditary and family history of a person plays a major role in terms of uh, treatment and cancer uh, diagnosis see yeah already i have told you that so hereditary cancer like familial cancer are different and the incidence uh, when we compare it to the sporadic cancer those happening in the general populations so there are like specific cancers like i can say breast cancer ovarian cancer 
colon cancer, prostate cancers. So this type of cancer are uh, sometimes hereditary cancer. So, so you spoke about see, uh, uh, colorectal cancers. Yes, colorectal cancer. Yes, could you elaborate for us more on colorectal cancers and hereditary? See, colorectal cancer uh, normally seen after like age of 40 or 50 years and uh, these are seen like in the sporadic form also as a genetic or hereditary form. Yeah. So hereditary form of the colorectal cancer do happens when there is history of colorectal ca cancer in the sibling. The, uh, maybe individual who has sibling whose age is like more than 50 years, one mm. first degree relative, if he's having uh, colorectal cancer, the chances of getting that individual with colorectal cancer will definitely increase. So if the same individual has like uh, two or more first degree relatives, one, if it is less than 50 years of age, the chances of uh, getting colorectal cancer will significantly increase. I can say like two or three times. Okay. So this type of colorectal cancers are seen sometimes in populations where the family uh, family member has color or colorectal cancer. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yes, doctor. Uh, coming to chemotherapy, doctor, the main therapy, the mod yeah. modality yes. that is taken. Um, how yeah. must one cope with the treatment, doctor? See, chemotherapy uh, is a therapy by which we are treating cancer because uh, we are giving some medications that those medications, when uh, those in our body, maybe after giving maybe by various route like uh, injectable route like oral route so when these medications goes inside our body patient's body so they will start killing cancer cells yes so this therapy so now this therapy has given some nomenclature so it is like chemotherapy so these are actually medicines which are uh, given for the cancer treatment and we are giving it in like two or three forms formulations like oral injectable so this type of therapy when it is given to the patients they will try to give the rapidly dividing cells because the cancer do have like rapidly dividing cells when we compare it with the normal cell so this type of rapidly dividing cells can be seen with the uh, like GI tract, maybe hair follicles. So when we are getting adverse events, they do occur in this type of the rapidly dividing cells because of which patients get alopecia and sometimes like mucositis, burning sensations in the mouth, loose motions do happen. So there are like many types of the adverse effects uh, usually do occur because of the chemotherapy. Mm. So right from like uh, getting fever, getting low blood counts, and loose motions, constipations, nausea, vomiting, sometimes like peripheral neuropathy, some adverse events on the heart. Rarely sudden death can also happen for a baby. Rarely. 
sudden death. Right. So, and it is very, very rare. So, these are the commonly seen complications. But usually, this type of complications uh, do not happen with all patients. So, less than like 20 or 30% of patients will get like minimal side effects, mild side effects. So, those side effects uh, which, are, which are of very concern do happen less than 5% of the patient. Right? Yes, doctor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, coming to immunotherapy, doctor. Immunotherapy is something that's very new. Could you state its advantages for us? See, immunotherapy is the newer advances in our treatment armamentarium. And see, it is very, very safe to give immunotherapy in the indicated cancer patients. So, the thing is that the side effects, which already I have told you about the chemotherapy, are different and with the chemotherapy, we will not be able to get this type of side effect. That is the beauty of chemotherapy. If you see the response rate, means the responses which can happen after giving chemotherapy are much more better than chemotherapy. Only thing is that, so this type of chemotherapy medicines are very, very costly. And the general population, middle class and lower class society uh, cannot afford this type of the advanced therapy. Right. The right. side effects, adverse events profile is there with immunotherapy also, but it has some uh, different form. Like most of the complications do occur uh, maybe in the endocrine system, sometimes. Uh, like in the organs, liver, lung, and GI tract, like on the skin. So there will be some adverse events which uh, we are treating when it occurs with immunotherapy also. But these type of adverse events are like different than routine adverse events with chemotherapy. Okay, okay, doc. okay doctor. Yeah. Also, my last and final question to you, doctor. As a hematologist, um, what would you suggest for hematological malignancies? What is the best treatment for the patient? What treatment modality would you suggest and why, doctor? See, hematological malignancies, uh, there are like many types of the blood cancer, like lymphomas, myelomas, so there are like different type of therapies for different type of the cancer. Yes. Doctor. If I say, say like CML, chronic myeloid leukemia, it is commonly seen blood cancer, and we have like some tablets with which patient can live life for years. So it is not same for all all type of the uh, like blood cancer or lymphomas, leukemias, myelomas. So every cancer has its own different type of the treatment. And with which we will be able to give like better overall survival, like progression-free survival, better quality of life to the patients, and uh, definitely with this we will see like maybe uh, patient with like this type of hematological malignancies will get like uh, better survival. Yes, doctor. Okay. You're right. Right. All right. Uh
Right, doctor. So, as uh, part of our awareness program, I wanted to ask you, doctor, what do you think that Zen Onco is doing as part of patient care and bettering the patient's treatment through integrative oncology, sir? Yeah, yeah. Recently, I got to know about the Zen Onco, and uh, they have now started their services for the oncology patient. They have some integral services where they are catering. Uh, cancer patients with different type of their services. So maybe their services are in terms of medical services, some like complementary services which are required for the patient's management. They have like specialized oncologists, oncosurgeons, so which will guide uh, or give some expert opinion to their cancer patients. Uh, whenever cancer patients will do require like other moderators. Uh, uh, Maybe oral modalities, treatment, or maybe like opinion, they will be able to provide like those opinions, maybe from like uh, physiotherapies, nutritionist, and they will uh, uh, trying to uh, manage all uh, these type of uh, services for the cancer patients for their betterment, for their better survival. That's it. Wow, doctor. Thank you so much for being with yeah. us, for taking the time to, you know, from your yeah. busy schedule. It has such, been such a knowledgeable, you know, conversation between us. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people's questions are answered. A lot of people's, a lot of viewers have taken information from this uh, video. And thank you so much, doctor. On behalf of Zen Onco and Love Heals Cancer, I want to thank you. And take care. Keep inspiring all of us with your work and have a good night, doctor. Thank you very much for uh, giving me this opportunity. Thanks. It was a pleasure, doctor. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much.